0: How do companies create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? The team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company, sets out to answer that very question. Welcome to The Fabric Podcast. Here's your host, Michael Ashford. We've covered the topic of employee supremacy versus shareholder supremacy quite a bit here on The Fabric Podcast, from the vantage point of our CEO, Andy Alsop. And while Andy's perspective is important and will continue to explore how companies operate under an employee supremacy model, we also need to hear from other voices, the employees. So in this episode, I chat with Rain from our customer experience team. It was actually Rain's idea to come on the show to provide their take on employee supremacy, how it fuels the desire to provide radical support for our customers and how it compares to other customer support interactions when it's clear a shareholder supremacy mindset is at work. Well, for those who don't know, Rain is new to the show. If this is your first episode, Rain, you've never been on this show before. No. You've never been on the podcast, but you've been a member of the team here at The Receptionist for how long has it been now?
1: A little over a year, a year and some change. A
0: year. My goodness. Okay. Um, this is fantastic because for the customers of The Receptionist, you pr- they probably know you. <laughs> they may not have heard your voice. Not always, but uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but rain is a customer experience representative here with a receptionist and we're going to talk about employee supremacy today and how it affects your role and some of the things that you see out there and just some of your background and history and dealing with maybe the the other side of (laughs) (laughs) of the the coin here so to speak so rain first let's dive right in here i would love to hear from you and this is something we discussed at our all hands meeting Mm -hmm. recently but employee supremacy as a member of the frontline team you're talking with customers you're you're dealing with perhaps unhappy customers from time to time uh not that we have those no um, <laughs> what is your how do you define it how do you experience employee supremacy let's let's begin there
1: yeah absolutely um well that's part of the reason that I really wanted to you know hop on the podcast um I've been re-listening to the employee supremacy series with Andy and he's he's wonderful and he's very eloquent but also i think it's really important that you know we talk about you know what it looks like when you're not the ceo like yes. what does it look like you know when you're <laughs> on the ground um and i think a big part of it for me is having the freedom to like really enjoy the process of like customer experience and what i mean by that specifically is you know at other places i've worked at it's all about Very like particular metrics, you know? Mm -hmm. It's you got to answer every chat within 30 seconds. You got to close every chat within three minutes. Um, You know, if you get a phone call, that has time limits. And, you know, you're really prioritizing quantity over quality and sometimes speed over like coherence. I've definitely worked at places where, where that was the experience and a really interesting thing that happened, you know, when I started here, one of the first things that Tom and Hannah, you know, really tried to drill into me when I started was like, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we value you not as a machine that can spit out rote answers and memorize everything as much as possible. We, we value you as a person with, with really unique opinions and really unique ways to problem solve. You know, so this focus on we'd much rather you have a take four minutes to give a really good answer than 45 seconds to give a mediocre one. We'd much rather you step away and take a break if you need one so that, you know, you're you're doing your best. We much rather you tell like the client like, hey, I don't have that answer for you. I'm going to have to check with my team. Or, hey, I don't have that answer for you. It's going to take me some time to get it. Then, you know, try and make something up just to, you know, get the chat closed on time. So for me, I think in in terms of how I communicate with clients, especially employee supremacy, is not having to be afraid of not being fast enough or, you know, not having made up the right answer. It's, <laughs> it's knowing that I am, you know, encouraged to be a person and not just a machine.
0: The... So let's let's go deeper into that, yeah. Rain, because in a shareholder supremacy model or shareholder supremacy world and those those previous experiences that you've had, I don't want to get too woo woo with this, but how does that make a person feel? And let's let's look at it from both your experience mm-hmm. as the person giving the, the guidance or the the direction to a customer. And then what kind of feedback do you get from those customers yeah. who are in that scenario? Absolutely. How does that make the person feel?
1: Oh, I actually, um, well, the reason that this was sort of top of mind when I initially suggested when I was like, hey, I want to be on the podcast is that I recently had an experience as, you know, sort of the customer, the client um, with in a in a shareholder supremacy company. Mm -hmm. Um, I had ordered something online um, and it had come to me. And it had been damaged a little. It wasn't a huge deal. I didn't, you know, I wasn't angry or anything. Mistakes happen. But I did have to, you know, log onto their website and live chat with a person to see, you know, what I could do about getting a refund or an exchange or something. And it my my issue was solved very quickly, but it was a very icky experience because yeah, why? I could I could tell that the rep I was talking to was just terrified of me. <laughs> um, just just very, very like answers so quick that there was like no substance to them. Constant apologizing and checking in, you know, oh, I hope you're having a good experience. I hope I hope this is a positive experience for you. And I was like, well, it's not. But it's not because you're not being fast enough. It's because I feel like your manager is standing behind you with a baseball bat, <laughs> Um, you know, blink twice if you need help. Yeah, right. But, and and I think that, you know, I've definitely in other situations where I've I've been that rep in in a shareholder supremacy context, I, I remember a very specific experience in a in a customer service you know area um, at a previous job mm-hmm. where we we quite literally got feedback from our CEO that one of our shareholders felt that we were not you know being efficient enough and that that was costing them money and so they were like well you got to be faster and it's. It's not a good feeling as a rep because you're you're scared and you're anxious and you know that these people who are supposed to have your back just think of you as a number yeah um you know that they're going to do whatever they can do to squeeze a little extra money out of you you know that they are going to you know give you insane metrics so you can't reach them so that you're not getting your full you know commission or whatever you you know that you are at risk at the hands of like people who are ostensibly supposed to be like looking out for you. So it it creates a horrible experience for the reps, which then translates to a horrible experience to the people we're talking to. Um
0: as you experience.
1: Yeah, no, I, I felt horrible. I felt really <laughs> bad for having written into this live chat. Um, and I don't want anyone to be like, oh man, I don't wanna I don't wanna write to the receptionist because I'm gonna be putting those poor reps through something. <laughs> um I love cX. I'm a classical extrovert. I love talking to people and solving problems. Yeah. um I want people to come to us if they have something to say. Um I never want to like leave a client walking away from a conversation feeling like you know they did something wrong or like it was a bad experience for either of us,
0: and that you were that you were almost. Trying to push them out the door as quickly as possible, whether their problem was solved or not. Just like get off my plate. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Get off my plate so that I can, you know, deal with the 500 other people who are on the plates that are coming down. Yeah.
0: Or so the numbers look good. Yeah. So, okay, I close that ticket in 30 seconds instead of, like you said, four minutes, Mm -hmm. which I mean, at the end of the day. The point should be: Is the problem solved?
1: Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> I I honestly had uh, two very similar experiences to you, Rain. Uh, one is a very large company. We'll we'll say, um, oh, we could get meta with this conversation, uh, <coughs> hint hint. Um, but I, I had an experience with them in in some of our advertising that we do here at the receptionist, and I'm the director of marketing, so we we do that, and it was the same thing rain it was i i was experiencing an issue with our account and i chat live chatted the support because live chat is the only way you can get a hold of (laughs) of anyone and the response was not that my issue was getting solved but that hey here's here's an answer for you go take a look can i close out this can i close out this account now Mm -hmm. or can i close out this chat now are you done are you finished did you get your answer it was it just felt like i was being Swept over to the side, exactly. Constantly from the minute I began Mm -hmm. the interaction. Yeah,
1: and you don't, and then you don't feel valued, and you also Mm. don't feel like the person you're talking to is being valued. And that's, you know, I believe very much that the people we talk to, like most of our clients, are wonderful, kind. Right. Um, and I feel very strongly that they would, you know, be able to tell and react poorly if we were, you know, either pushing them out the door, either because. We just want them off our plate or because, you know, we're scared of not hitting metrics. Yeah, um, that wouldn't be a pleasant experience for them.
0: Now, I would have put this in context for everyone. Uh, we we employ things like that. You've heard on this podcast before, perhaps the turtle police. We <laughs> ask people to slow down before they give an answer or even respond to a mm-hmm. chat. Uh, we we do go the extra mile and say, hey, we don't have this answer for you. We're going to find out for you and we'll get back to you. Can we have your information? Before I ask you this question, Rain, I want to make a point to everybody listening or watching. We have one of the highest NPS scores that I've ever, ever seen a company have. Um, If you put it against the metrics of of what they say world class is, the receptionist is, we're up there.
1: Universe class.
0: Go look at our customer reviews on the review sites like G2 and Capterra. They consistently talk about the customer service that they get from the receptionist. Mm -hmm. It is it is a constant there. And and we've talked about radical support here and just how we go above and beyond to make sure that our customers are supported. So the proof is there that this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you, Rain, <laughs> how does it affect you? It, it Customer experience can be a thankless job. It can be a you use the word rote earlier mm-hmm. that it can be kind of this grind, this slog of just getting through people and their issues. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day at the end of each day how do you feel about the work that you've come in and done yeah. in a model where we encourage you to be your true full authentic self yeah. in your role
1: to to live fabric <laughs> to live um, fabric <laughs> it's like i said i i love cx i love i love the idea of you know talking to people every day and obviously you know there's no job where you don't sometimes have days where like oh that was a slog um but overwhelmingly, it feels really good. I get to I think the fact that I like let myself be a person and that we all let ourselves be a person you know you can tell if you're talking to Hannah or Linda or me based yes. on you know the tone of the conversation, <laughs> yeah. how many gifts are we using who's using <laughs> emojis um, the fact that I'm like engaging with these people as a human being mm-hmm. enables them to engage back as a human being and I think that's something that, A lot of people don't realize, but that, you know, if you are putting out, like I said, rote machine answers, that's what you're going to get back. When I'm engaging with people as a human being, they engage back in the same way. And people are like overwhelmingly really kind. Um, The vast majority of people I talk to are very patient. The vast majority of people I talk to are very appreciative um, even complimentary a lot. Uh, you mentioned that we get, you know, really great reviews and all that. And the same thing, CX gets like personal reviews. Right. But also, you know, even outside of that, you know, that was great. Thank you so much. But mm-hmm. also like more specifically, you know, this was, this was one of the best like customer experience uh, experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And that is all really validating to me. And in the sense that I... I know that I am supported both, you know, by my direct team, by Hannah and Lizanne, Raven, but also, you know, the company at large. It never, even when it is sort of a day where it's like, oh, that particular conversation was kind of a slog. There's never a sense that I feel like overwhelmed or cornered or or trapped because I know that I can take a break if I need to. Mm-hmm. But at the end of most days, I feel really, really good. I feel like I helped a lot of people. I feel like people were very appreciative. And I feel like when they weren't, you know, I had the support I needed to walk away from that and, you know, feel like, you know, I did the best I could. I did a good job. And, you know, I, I'm i proud of that work. Right. And I think that that's what, I think that that's what like sets it apart, sets the receptionist apart and employee supremacy apart from a lot of similar places I've worked at which is that I feel supported enough to walk away, even from a hard day, and feel like, you know what, that was pretty good. I'm really proud of my work. I was really supported for my work. And the conversations I had were challenging, but it was really a fun challenge to solve because Mm -hmm. the stakes are not, you know, if I don't solve it in three (laughs) minutes, my employment's in trouble.
0: Yeah, we're not saving lives here. And even (laughs) if we were, I think there's still an element of, you can still bring an authentic personality, an authentic mm-hmm. voice, uh, one that is not pressured as much. Obviously, there's more pressure in saving lives. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but <laughs> it's a good metaphor. We may have blown some people's minds here earlier when you referenced the fact, Rain, that we're not bound. Ba- we, we don't ask you as a customer experience representative to hit metrics, hit a certain number of tickets mm-hmm. closed a day. Um, you know, we we encourage things like. How many happy face emojis can we get on the the reviews after a ticket's been closed? Mm-hmm. Like those types of things those are the the quote unquote measurements. How does that affect how you do your job? like what what effect does not having those expect those those trivial I'll call them trivial because they are to me those trivial, meaningless expectations that are sometimes put on support reps and customer experience reps to close a certain amount of tickets or do it faster or do it fast enough how do you take and feel the expectations placed on you Mm -hmm. or what do you feel the expectations are of you in your role now?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and this is really top of mind too, because we have, you know, not long ago we hired on Lizanne and Raven who are wonderful new members of the CX team. If you're watching this, (laughs) um, but they're, they're just great. And while we were training them, you know, they, they, you know, asked about that sort of thing and we were like, you not know, no, we, really. We, we don't. We don't need them. You know, the clo- like you mentioned the smiley faces. That's like as close as we get, and yeah. and we consistently. I don't think I can remember a time where we've had like less than ninety five percent like positive responses there, and it's not uncommon to go weeks where we get like a hundred. Right. And so there's not a need for it in that way, and I think the fact that there's not a need for it comes down to the fact that. We're all empowered to be really successful, in that like because there's no metrics that I have to you know, I'm not going into every conversation like scared because it's mm-hmm. another chance to make a mistake, yeah, um, yeah. I've definitely worked in places where I didn't like my job, not because I didn't like talking to people, but because every live chat that rolled in, every phone call that came in was just another opportunity for me to take a minute too long and be in trouble instead, I'm can focus on like giving really good answers. Mm-hmm. I can focus on building rapport. I can focus on having a fun conversation with somebody. It feels so much better because I can actually build relationships this way. Um there's nothing better than someone coming into chat and being like, "Rain, you helped me last time. You were so great." Love um <laughs> and you know, that's not something that's happening if you're i chatting Walmart or something. Yeah. Um, they don't have the time or the support to build a relationship with anyone. They don't have the employee supremacy that, you know, enables them to be anything other than the rote machinery we've been talking about. Instead, I get to build real relationships. I get to have actual conversations <laughs> with other human beings. I get to ask them, you know, happy Halloween, what did your company do? Yeah. Um, I get to have real relationships with people which is so much more fun. It's so much more authentic um and because of that, because I have the time, because I'm not scared of my metrics, I get to say, you know, I could give you this pretty mediocre answer that would get you off my door and is technically correct, or I could say, "Hey, can you give me 20 minutes an hour can you give me some time to poke around and see if I can come up with something really innovative for you? Yeah. Um and that's that's so much more fun. <laughs> like nobody goes into CX because they don't like problem solving. Um the fact that I'm actually encouraged to solve problems instead of just trying to get people out of the door, that is so much fun and makes for such a rewarding experience every time I get to, you know, solve a hard problem. You know, a hard problem comes in and I'm like excited because that means I'm going to get to do something fun or ask someone else for really cool insights instead of at other places where if a problem came in that I didn't know the answer to, that was really scary.
0: Well, this was this was not intended, but this is how much this matters to us. Rain, you just used fun, authentic and innovative (laughs) in that answer. And those are like the three of the six core values written up on the wall behind me. I promise I didn't think of that. Uh, That was not planned at all. But I love I loved that answer. Um, I want to I want to get real, real specific here. Yesterday in Slack, Hannah, our customer experience team lead, gave you some props. She gave you some she gave you a shout out. Um I would love to hear cuz I I I was saving it for this conversation oh. cuz I didn't ask any questions. What happened there? Um she just said, "Hey, Rain handled this phone call amazingly, like a champ." And you know, <laughs> the whole rest of the company was giving you kudos, but what happened there?
1: Yeah. Um it was a phone call that came in um and the funny thing is it wasn't even a phone call that probably should have gone to CX. In similar places, you know, when we've got phone calls like that, instead of Being able to actually like talk to anyone, it was always like, I need to get this person off my plate as soon as possible so I can get to the people who need to be on my plate. And instead, we got to talk a little. (laughs) They like told me a little bit about what their aims were, and I won't get super into it here, Um, but we got to, you know, talk a little. I got to, you know, hi, this is Rain with the receptionist. How can I help you? And they told me, and then I was like, oh, I don't think I'm the right person to talk to, but let me get you, let me get your information information. And then I got their information and we just had a good little rapport going. So we got to talk a little bit (laughs) like human beings. The call wasn't a super long one. I think it probably lasted maybe like eight minutes. Um, But that was eight minutes of building a relationship with someone who, you know, in the past I would have spent 30 seconds on. And it was eight minutes of giving someone a really, really good impression of the, of, like, who we are and who I am specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that not to be, like, who I am, to brag, (laughs) but to say that, you know, I, you know, the next time that that person calls in, um, you know, if they, you know, do need to talk to me next time, (laughs) they'll know who I am. They'll know, you know, what the CX team represents and that we're not just trying to get people out of the room as quickly as possible. Um, And the reason Hannah shouted me out, because we talked about it a little bit after, I was like, oh, thank you. That wasn't that special. I I didn't solve a particularly difficult problem or anything. She was like, no, you were just really professional, but also really kind and approachable. Um, You... I think I think she used I'm trying to remember the exact language she used she she said something to the effect of like I could tell you were like having a good time um oh, I love that, and I could tell awesome. the person I was talking to was having a good yeah. time, and that's yeah. you know that's I want people to come away from conversations with me and the c x team and and you and the sales team and and I'd want people to come away from conversations with us feeling like they talked to a person, but also like they talked to a person who's enjoying talking to them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk away from a I don't want anyone to walk away from a conversation feeling like I was stressed out speaking to them because I'm not, frankly, almost (laughs) always when I'm talking to people here, I'm having a great time. Yeah, that was just like a really good example of, you know, in a shareholder supremacy focused and in a. Company where I wasn't encouraged to be myself and be a person, I would not have spoken to that person for more than thirty seconds. I would have kicked them off the phone as soon as possible (laughs) because you know there were metrics I wasn't hitting every second I was on there. Um, Instead, I had a really fun conversation with someone and got to build a bit of a rapport and a bit of a, a relationship. So now you know, hopefully, they you know the next time they come in, they'll you know will be talking to CX and they'll know who we are, and they'll know that we're excited to talk to them.
0: So, so very cool. I love that story. I had this the first time I've heard it. So (laughs) awesome stuff. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing it. Um, As we wrap things up, I guess I just want to maybe I'll make a statement and you tell me whether it is true or not. Okay. It feels like everything as I've listened to you, it feels like everything that you've set up to this point, the, the, the real meaning behind it or, or, point of what you've said is you're in a you're in an employee supremacy model you can make your role the role that you would imagine you would want to to interact with if you were the customer coming from and that you're not feeling like every person no matter their background their their just everything that's different about each individual human that they're not just being shoved into a process that you, as Rain, the customer experience representative, get to make your job and how you accomplish your role each day how you would imagine it.
1: Yes. Is I would, that fair to say? I would say yes. And not only do I get to make my role the kind of I get to be the kind of person I'd want to talk to. Yeah. I get to make customer service my own my own wheelhouse. I get to have my own version of customer service. That's the most fun for me. That's maybe like slightly different than Hannah's. (laughs) Um, And because we are able to make them really fulfilling for ourselves, we're able to make the process really fulfilling for the people we talk to also.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, Rain. Gosh, (laughs) I I just want to clip that part right there. Like that. (laughs) That's it. So, so good. Thank you so much, rain for the work that you do. Uh, This is fantastic. Uh, Thanks for, for, reaching out and saying, hey, I want to talk about this on the show because this is what we want to do more of is talk more with the folks on the front line who are living out that employee supremacy model and what it looks like. And like you said in the beginning, not just hear it from Andy, the CEO, but actually get the experience of, of other folks. So thanks so much for coming on and doing
1: yeah, it. thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fabric Podcast. Our show is hosted by me, Michael Ashford, Director of Marketing here at The Receptionist and produced by our creative manager, James Jordan. If you want to see a video version of the show, jump over to the slash fabric, where you can watch episodes of all of the content that we've put out on this podcast. You can see our bright smiling faces and you can see what our studio looks like as well. If you'd like to give the receptionist for iPad visitor management system a try in your office, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash free trial and give us a test drive for 14 days with no credit card required. See what you think. Until next time, take care.